great to be back with you. Looking forward to our time in the Word and certainly looking forward, Warren, to hearing if, again, as you said, if the Lord be not come and as the Lord wills to hear exactly what you just uh, gave us a preview of. Um, first off, I want to say, uh, yes, it's a joy to be back with Priyanka. It's also very uh, much a privilege to bring our little daughter, Haven, who's 12 weeks old, and introduce her to Yosemite and to you all. She got a dose of Vernal Falls today. She was utterly unimpressed. <laughs> she never woke up one time on the way up or on the way down, even with the mist trail. So um, we're still waiting for her to to enjoy the beauty surrounding us. That being said, as we head to the Word, in the will of the Lord, I'm very excited about this particular journey, and I'll tell you why before I tell you what it is. And that is, if there's ever been one practical, when I say practical, there's many practical characters in Scripture, obviously. The Word of God is intensely practical. But from a personal testimony, I have never encountered a character in my own life who has brought out the practical journey of a key word I'm about to mention in his life so clearly. And all you know right now is it's his life, so you know it's a man. Last year we looked at quite a few women that encountered Christ. Uh, with that being said, I remember back when I was 16 and the first time my home assembly asked me to share, I chose a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. And if you remember what's in that passage, it tells us that something is necessary. And that thing that is necessary is faithfulness. It is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. In fact, uh, it's very beautiful because when we stand before God one day, what he's looking for is certainly not fame. He's certainly not looking for our great efforts. But instead, he's looking for faithfulness. I've been very encouraged by this of late. Um, the Lord's blessed me not only with a daughter this last year, she, he also blessed me with cancer. And it truly has been a blessing. Wow, what an intense blessing. But in that journey of cancer specifically, but also many other changes in life, he taught me something about faithfulness. And what I saw very clearly, and, and I'm, I'm excited because it doesn't make it easier, but it makes it certainly very fulfilling, is this that we are not sovereign over our circumstances of life. Because if we were sovereign, well, Ricky would change something, no doubt about it. We all would, right? You'd have somebody that you love come to know Christ. If you were sovereign, if you were God, you would zap them right now with salvation, no doubt about it. If you were sovereign, there's probably someone in your life you would heal right now. Probably. If you were sovereign, you probably would choose to have a pay raise or someone nearby you. You see, you're not sovereign. And the first thing about faithfulness is we recognize we're not sovereign over our circumstances. The second thing, though, is this. We're not a slave to our circumstances either. And that is such an encouragement. You're not a slave. Uh, cancer doesn't have me. I just have cancer. It means that it's been given to me in some way or another, and it's to use for God's glory. And so that means I'm not sovereign over my circumstances. I'm not a slave to my circumstances, but there's a third thing. I am a steward of my circumstances. And that is why faithfulness is such an exciting topic. Let, let me make a statement. It's a bold statement, but it's a true statement. You can take it to the bank. Are you ready for this? Okay. The circumstances in which you find yourself today are fully suited for you to perfectly glorify God. 
That is exciting. It means that you, right now, where you find yourself, wow, God's looking for one thing, faithfulness. I didn't say you ended up in these circumstances because you were perfectly glorifying God. That's not what I'm saying. We're going to learn about the flesh. And we'll see that the circumstance in which we're in may have involved many choices that, as Epaphras prayed, were not in the perfect will of God. But that being said, where you find yourself today is where he picks you up. And I don't know of any better character, well, I guess Jesus Christ, but (laughs) there's a beautiful example in the Old Testament scriptures, and that is the the life of Elisha. Elisha. So we're going to look at the man Elisha and look at a journey of faithfulness, a practical journey of faithfulness. And I hope that you will get excited about it, because I'll tell you, other than, as I said, Christ, I don't know of another character in scripture that has impacted me like this man. And I'm very, very much looking forward to, in the will of the Lord, sharing some of those moments with you. Our Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you that you are so good. Thank you for your word, which is living, which is just as applicable, just as practical, and certainly just as powerful as when you first inspired those men to write it down. Lord, thank you that it is your word and not our word. And I certainly know that Warren and myself don't come to your word assuming that somehow we have some special insight, but rather we're thankful that it's yours. So Lord, I'm asking that you change each one of us, that you convict us, and Lord, I'm asking that you start with me. Please, work in my life. Show me where my flesh is seeking to hold control. And Lord, I pray that for the sake of your glory, we would all respond to what your Holy Spirit shows us this week. Thank you for the privilege of being in such an incredible, uh, just place of your glory, where you've clearly shown your handiwork. And I pray, God, that you would wake us up to the reality around us, and that in no opportunity would we miss to truly give you the glory that you deserve. So bless this week as only you can. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.